Welcome to the Lady J Podcast. This is your girl, Lady J. I'm here with a special guest. Can you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Ken Staten from the Georgia Savages. I also coach basketball, Marshall Elementary, and still play basketball for my own team, Georgia Savages. Now, um, before we get into um, Georgia Savage, what made you want to get into coaching basketball? Uh, when I was in high school, I decided that, that that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody always asks you what your career uh, path will be. Mm-hmm. And I said I wanted to uh, coach basketball and also track. So since 11th, 12th grade, I knew what I wanted to do. So when you was in college, because you went to college, right, and mm-hmm. played, did you play? So I, I never got to play college basketball. I, I did intramurals, um, never got to play college. When I went to – Initially, I did my official visit in high school to Fort Valley State University, mm-hmm. and um, I, the coach brought me down there. I had the red shirt my first year, which for HBCU, when they say red shirt, you're really just down there. It's not like you want any kind of scholarship or anything special. Right. So I so-called red shirted my, uh, my first year, and immediately after the season, the coach got fired. So a new coach was coming in. Uh, he came from Georgia State, left mm-hmm. Georgia State. Uh, my old coach, uh, Michael Moore, told uh, all of us in the room, he said that the guy would be bringing his own players, and even if you were on scholarship, that uh, you had to retry out for the guy. So uh, I ended up leaving there, and I went to Albany State. At the time of me checking in Albany State, same process. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al Davis was the head coach at that time, mm-hmm. and he was transitioning out, and he gave it to Coach Cam. Mm-hmm. So um, I went to a few – practices and coach cam wasn't you know what i'm saying putting me into the plays i was at at practice but he wasn't putting me into anything so i just i stopped going and one day he came in the gym i still would go and shoot you know get yeah. reps up and stuff and he came in and he was like man your name ken state and i was like yeah and he was like man why you stop coming to practice and i was like well you want to get me in and he was like man i was gonna get you in you know you, it was gonna take a little time i was gonna get you in i was getting to know the guys just as you know, you was coming in new. It's my turn coming in new. I was going to get you in there, man. Right. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm thinking he going to put me on. And he was like, uh, just come out next year. Not next year. And that was it. At that point, you what? Uh, junior? No, no, nah, nah, I was I was a sophomore. Sophomore? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what make you not want to do, like, high school? Why are you doing youth kids? So, uh, I did the high school experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at Forest Park for two years. I was a, mm-hmm. I was a varsity assistant my first year. And then uh, my second year, I was, uh, I was the JV head coach. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just a difference in, in the type of basketball play. Like, the amount that the kids want to learn from you mm-hmm. is different in high, middle school, high school, and for youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to a coach maybe three months ago, because uh, my son plays for Morrow High School. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to the head coach over there, and he was saying how no one's developing the kids at that younger age. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of took it as a shot. He don't know that I coach mm-hmm. elementary, but you know, to hear him say no one's doing it, and I know that I'm doing it, and I've done it for seven and a half years at Forest Park Rec, mm-hmm. it was just like, what you mean? You know what I'm saying? So. Hearing him say that, I, I got a friend that's on the high school level that, that's exceptional, mm-hmm. Coach Meat, that's at Jonesboro. Uh, Jay Jones, he's at BAB, you know what I'm saying? He does yeah. a great job with those boys. And I was like, it's just my calling for me to stay at elementary. You know what I'm saying? Financially, it's more of a benefit for me. Um, it makes more sense because I can see all of my kids. Like, the kids that's with me now that move to middle school, when I get off of working my campus kids' job, 
I can go straight to their games. Right. If I coach high school basketball, I don't get to see none of that. I'm at practice while they're playing. So it's just, a, it's just a perfect situation for me right now. I think also, too, for the youth, they get they Clayton County have talent. Yeah. But once the they find their talent, they don't stay in Clayton County. Right. They leave right. Clayton County right. only because I don't feel like they have support in Clayton County. That's true. Behind the sports. So I I, I won't say it's everywhere. So for example, I went to Lovejoy. Mm-hmm. My senior year we went twenty nine and two. Mm-hmm. Our coach got nobody a scholarship. No, everybody got their stuff on their. Well, no one got a scholarship except for Josh Barker, right. and he got his through the Atlanta Celtics. Yeah. Um, but nobody got a scholarship. It's the day that we finished playing basketball, my coach moved on to golf the very next day. So, so. that's my thing. So, you know, I work with the older boys over there okay. at Morrow. Okay. So I'm trying to, you know, give them scholarships through okay. my AU program. Okay. So that's another thing. Like the high schools and the AU programs got to be together. On the same page. That's true. That's true. But if they're not together, there's no way – one person can be like, this is what I want to do for these kids. And the other one just like, I'm just here to take a job pretty much. And, and, and that's, so I'm glad you said that. So, like I said, I went to Lovejoy. Mm-hmm. Um, Forest Park gave me my first opportunity in two ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't pass the gates, which is the Georgia certification, uh, uh, Georgia assessment and certification exam to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um so since I couldn't pass that, I became a recreation supervisor. So I have two degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at the, the rec center, they gave me an opportunity to coach. So mm-hmm. I'm forever grateful for that. Right. My first real coaching job was at Forest Park High School. So mm-hmm. I'm forever grateful to those people. And I'm forever in, you know, I feel like I'm in debt to them. Yeah. So with that being said, like, like uh, the, some of the, some of my friends from Lovejoy be like, dang, bro, you always posting that you at Jonesboro. So that's where I be at now. Because when you talk about, Winning morale, when you talk about people that that are going to support you, their band come to damn near every game yeah. to support the basketball team. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You got six, seven coaches on the bench. They got a mental coach. They got a, a strength coach. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You got the regular coaches. Like, yeah. that's what basketball is. That's what it should be. You know, it's, it feels, when you go to a Jonesboro game, it feels like a college environment. Mm-hmm. And so, that like, even though my son go tomorrow, I support – what's over there because of my homeboy is there who I started with mm-hmm. and because of the morale of the school and what they do. Mm-hmm. So I allow him to see a winning environment, you know what I'm saying? Through, through basketball, but you know, it, it's not support everywhere. I feel like it could be a lot better at Morrow. Uh, you know, I, I can't say what I could change, you know, what yeah. this person could change or that person, but it could be better everywhere in Clayton County, but yeah. you got to be willing to look at what they're doing and, and want to make a difference. You say support like far as far girls been winning, yeah, been winning for for sure decades for sure. And I'm like they don't get that kind of support. That Jones now when we used to go play Jonesboro and I played Jonesboro when I tell you it was like mm-hmm. everybody with their white flags yeah. getting ready for yeah. the game yeah. and they bleachers is full. Yeah. But you got the girls. You come to our home, it's empty. So I don't understand that. So but I'm we'll be this. winning. I'm gonna say this. Every game that I've been to at Jonesboro, I've been there the last three years. Mm-hmm. This was the, the year that it wasn't as much fan support. That same way you saying the bleachers always full, it wasn't like that this year. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. The coaches hadn't changed. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. know why it was a change, a shift, but it, it wasn't the same. But as you said, why coach elementary? 
If you ever been to an elementary game, they be packed. Yeah, they they definitely be packed. <laughs> oh my god, packed. I was shocked though when I first saw that first um elementary game. I was like, wait a minute, why yeah. are this many people yeah. here? There's more games. Well, well, because they babies are just now. They gonna go support their babies. Yeah. Once it's middle school, you know, it's a little bit of fans. In high school, it's like, oh, he, yeah, Ray Ray, he playing basketball, but they ain't really coming to the games like that. Not yeah. not not as much as it is at those earlier stages. Plus, you got to take your child. Like like my school is next door tomorrow, middle, so we can walk over. But other schools, the other six schools that's in our division, they have to drive to the game. So parents ain't finna drive to the game, drop their child off, and then they gonna stay and watch the game. It's more like it's just a commitment that you have to. Oh yeah, for sure. Be ready for, for sure. It. But um, I know that you know that's one of your passions. Is mm-hmm. that the only passion you got? Uh I like seeing people win. Yeah. Like like, I like putting people into rooms and people into positions to win. Like the things that I know, some people are afraid to tell others the things they know because. They don't want everybody to have the same success as them. Right. I want everybody to have the same and more than me. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm going to give you an example that you probably ain't even thought about. As successful as your elite ballers is Mm -hmm. and the relationships that you develop, Mm -hmm. have you ever thought about the fact that I was a part of those relationships that you developed? You're talking about from, like, Forest Park Rick? No. I'm talking about who's... Who's your be- who's your biggest partner as it comes to elite ballers? If you have a partner, I don't. You don't have no partner. Well, so nobody helps you with it. What you mean, like run it? I mean, period. Like, does like anybody- well, I have you know people in the background like Latoria and stuff like that. How you meet Latoria? Through Pizza Hut. How you get a Pizza Hut? Through you. See what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a relationship that was developed, but like, I love seeing your growth from high school to now you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying I, like me and you don't speak all the time we don't have to speak about it mm-hmm. but me knowing that you're in good hands and that you're putting children in good hands that make me feel good because i was a part of that mm-hmm. small part but be a part of it you know what i'm saying i never thought that you yeah. know but i do you know that time i definitely appreciate it because you also got me in the forest park wreck too because I wasn't. I was just doing refereeing at, in high it. school. Yeah. And then once I left high school, I decided to coach. So at that time, I wasn't even, yeah, coaching. I wasn't really thinking about coaching for real, for real. Like I, I, I never would have said, "Oh, I want to coach." That was not in my mind. <laughs> I never said I want to coach, but it just came to me. Yeah. Um. Georgia Savages. Okay. What made you come up with that? The uh, name. That that's a good question, man. Uh, so. My logo. I'm a big Panther fan. Mm-hmm. Huge Panther fan. I'm from North Carolina. Um, they got some some heads. Some if you go to the stadium, it's Jerry Richardson. I might be saying his name wrong. The owner, mm-hmm. and then he has two Panthers that's like jumping out at peep at just jumping out. Right. So I took a picture of one of those heads because they were super mean. I was like, dang, like this is this is cold. Mm-hmm. Um, a good friend of mine, I won't say his name, but a good friend of mine, <laughs> just, I, you know, cause I don't know where this might go to, but, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, I told him, I said, man, I'm going to start a basketball team and I want to be able to use, uh, you know, this right here to be a part of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I threw it at him and that's what he does. You know, he's a, um, graphic designer and stuff. And so he, I was like, man, just play with it, see what you can come up with. So 
he came up with the logo. But let me go back. I'm sorry. Let me go back how I became the Georgia Savages. I got a friend named Ruben. Ruben mm -hmm. came up with the name Georgia Savages because initially mm -hmm. we were just the Savages. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we were getting into a league that was supposed to be uh, – it was – the NBL National Basketball League. Mm -hmm. So they had teams in Texas. They had teams in uh, St. Louis, um, New Orleans. Um, and there was a few, uh, Ohio, and one in New York, I think. But when we would be on the conference calls, they said, hey, uh, you know, y'all got three teams in Atlanta. Everybody else only has one or two teams. Y'all need to think about how y'all going to brand yourself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, I'm not from College Park, so I didn't feel cool calling them the College Park Savages. I, I didn't feel cool with calling Clayton County. That was so small. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, if you, I don't know if you know Tony Amateo. He has the Atlanta Legends. That it was a real good friend of mine. Um, you talking about for the men's league? Yeah, I'll yeah. be seeing the posts about them. Okay. Stuff. So I didn't want to do anything Atlanta-based. So my friend Ruben hit me. He was like, man, you know, you." because I asked my team, I'm, I'm very much into it being a group thing. Like, mm -hmm. y'all, you know, we all play together. Yeah, I started I started it, but I can't, we can't play the games. We can't do what we do without it, us being a collective. Okay. So uh, when I was talking to Rube, uh, he was like, man, forget Clayton County. Forget College Park, man. We the Georgia Savages. And mm -hmm. I was like, dang. Mm -hmm. And then we just, I just ran with it. I went and seen if the LLC was available. It was available, and that's that's how it happened. Georgia Savages. So why you not um, doing like a youth for kids with it? Uh, I, I've teetered with it. Um, so I, I just started the kids team two years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I got married, and my son moved in with us. I don't like saying. The word step is my mm -hmm. son. Um, so he moved in and, you know, I asked him immediately when he moved in, like, what's, what are your interests? You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? What you into? And he was like, I love basketball. Mm -hmm. I love basketball. So that was an easy, like, boom, like, let's run. Mm -hmm. So uh, I knew he wasn't um, the best fundamentally, mm -hmm. but I'm like, how can I get him better? I, I, you know, you can go throw your kid with anybody, but everybody isn't going to have that same amount of passion and value as as you do with them so you got to find the perfect situation and time was of the essence because he was already in eighth grade he was going to eighth grade so i'm like i really don't have time to try to put him here and there to figure this out right i do it myself so i started a kids team that year we played in a in a few local um you know kb sports we played in a few of his tournaments came in third that summer um the very next summer Gigi uh, at the IBL had started her own kids league for the first time. Right. So we got in that and we won that. And I was like, you know what? So I did get in the AAU tournament. You know, I was like, let's let's get our feet wet a little bit and see how it go. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing that it, at that age is that every all of those kids kind of make their own decisions because they was going to high school the next year. Mm -hmm. So you thinking you're gonna have eight or nine, and y'all finna go compete, and you got five because three or four of them buddy called them for a tournament and now they've went over there to play so that's what happened with my my situation when we were going for the tournament on uh, the first day i had seven i think and we we didn't lose any games we started out two and oh then the next day it was like we're gonna go home and we lost the first game because i only had six players yeah so you know i then, am very thankful all my players show up yeah, I mean, loyalty is everything. You know what I'm saying? The younger you get them, and that, that's another thing. The younger you get them and they see the parents see that you're dedicated to them, mm -hmm. then you can grow with them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I, like right now, um, the girl on my team, I've had four AAU coaches come to me about her. You know what I'm saying? I want number 10. 
Oh, Jahad? Yeah. He's fourth grade. I, I, he can play fifth grade. So, I want him. Yeah. So, you know. I, I like him. It's different. And his brother in third grade, yeah, 15. I, I like him, though. A lot of people want him. So. Yeah. And, but his but same thing, like you said, like with your players. Mm-hmm. My mom, my, his mom is like, Coach, you invested your time in him. He ain't going nowhere until mm-hmm. you're done with your season. My girl, the girl on my team. Mm-hmm. Pearls, Bounce Nation, uh, and two other AAU, AAU teams approach her mm-hmm. personally. And Eric, all the parents are locked in saying the same thing. Until y'all are done with what you're doing, these kids ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, the situation I dealt with with my son, where how they just, you know, they ain't even going to call you. They ain't going to tell you nothing. They just don't show up. Yeah. I think uh, what I have have learned most about doing AAU is like, you know, the kids that most of the kids that I had was with me at Forest Park Rec. Yeah, from the beginning. So I kind of grew with the kids, mm-hmm. and they kind of got used to me. I added a few new people or whatnot, but like this season, I got new people from different teams because of the Rec season. Okay. We went undefeated, lost in the championship, but you know, I guess they saw that. Oh. You know, I want to be a part of something like that. But I do appreciate, you know, parents coming from different places telling me they, you know, they like what I'm doing or whatnot. But, you know, it's very tiring. It's very yeah, tiring. Yeah, the And the reward is in if you, you got to really love what you're doing. But, but that's like even with school, like so many teachers complain about not getting paid enough. Yeah, It's all in perspective of how you look at it. So for me, I'm going to tell you this. This is how I look at it. Um. When I came out of out of out of college, mm-hmm. I was working at Papa John's, just Papa John's, mm-hmm. um, in Union City. I was making twelve to sixteen thousand a year. Mm-hmm. I thought I was a king. I learned how to how to because I went to college and I didn't have no money. Now I'm coming out of college and I have a little bit of money. I I thought it was everything. <laughs> Fast forward from there, making a sixteen, I went and became a recreation supervisor, making thirty. Mm-hmm. I knew I was a millionaire with thirty thousand dollars because I learned how to how to survive off of twelve. Right. So then I became a teacher, and we started out at forty four. And so every year, every time, every everything was an advancement. I'm like, it can't get any better than this. And yeah. you know, it's people that come straight out. And the difference in how the difference in my process and most people is. If me and you both were um, were at college for the same thing to become mm-hmm. teachers, and you come out and you go in go in and you make forty four, but I couldn't pass the test and I come out and I'm making twelve, but I learned how to live off of it. When I get to forty four, that bonus that I just made is everything to me. Mm-hmm. But you started there, so all your bills and everything that you do has accumulated, and now that forty four feel like twenty to you, but mm-hmm. that forty four to me feels like. A hundred because I learned how to live off of nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest difference. Another thing that people don't understand about teachers is, um, yeah, like like right now, the, the base pay is 50000 coming in, right? For who? For teachers. For certified teachers. The base pay is oh, 50000 Yeah. <laughs> the, ba- say, <laughs> the base pay is 50000 right? But you get paid as a teacher over the summer. Yeah. But you're not getting paid for not working. Do you understand what that means? Yeah, because they only do it um, 12 month salary, I think. You get a 12 month salary, yeah. but you're working nine of those 12 months. 
So those other three months that you have off, mm -hmm. they just split your 50,000 divided by 12. But if you were to work, like, if, like let's say you were going to a year-round school. Mm -hmm. Let's say your salary monthly is $4,000. If, if that's the case and you're actually working those three months, that's another 12000 So instead of you making fifty, you'll be making sixty-two. Mm -hmm. So you can't tell me that's not enough money as an individual. As an individual, I get it. But if they got other stuff that, you know, like how you got a wife and a kid mm -hmm. and all that stuff, all that stuff kind of take toll, especially if you got more than one kid. Okay, so. And then right now, everything is high. Right. So. I mean, yes, you need to learn how to budget your money or whatnot. You do not need to learn how to budget your money. I mean, most people, I don't, me, for example, mm -hmm. struggling can teach you how to survive. For sure. Off of something like you get 50000 Now, if I got $50,000 right now. But that's what you say right now. You know what I'm saying? I but, mean, I've splurged and I ain't even got 50000 anyway. That's what I'm saying. So think about, th <laughs> think about what you're saying. You're saying... You don't have 50000 but you splurge. But then you also mention other people mm -hmm. who have kids, more than one or whatever, like mm -hmm. their financial situation. But, yeah, but, like, to buy a pack of condoms is, like, $6. Decision. You think that's, that work all the time? It's deci that it, don't work all the time. It helps <laughs> all the time. It, it's decisions, though. It's decisions. Like, it's I all do. in perspective. I do believe the choice you make today affect your tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So if you make a bad decision today, it's going to affect your tomorrow. Yeah. Later on, it's going to come around to a point where I should never made that decision. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the fact that you is a husband now. Because mm -hmm. when I first met you, <laughs> I don't think you was no husband. No, nah, I wasn't. So what made you decide to say, hey, this is what I want to get into? Or if even marriage was even on a... The radar. What made you decide to do it? Uh, I had, I have, and I had a great upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, my mom has been everything. My dad has been everything. My parents separated when I was seven, mm -hmm. but I've always had both of them in my life, always. Mm -hmm. So um, things that other people go through, I, I really didn't have to struggle or go through a lot of different things. So coming straight out of high school, coming straight out of college, I, I've always had. Financially, I've always been okay. My parents made sure I was okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, initially having money, I wanted to go on dates. You know, I'm like, oh, man, I, I can afford to take you on a date, you on a date, you on a date. Mm -hmm. And that's cool initially. Right. But you don't really get to know anybody that way. You know, because if, if, you, if you're if you dating, we'll say, we'll say four different people. Mm -hmm. If you're dating four different people, and this is just my perspective. If you're dating four different people. It might be something that you like out of each one of them people. Mm -hmm. The physical attraction might be one. The other one might have uh, intellectual conversations with you that mm -hmm. you just like, dang. One might have what you don't have, which it might be money. It might be um, you lacking family. You know, you might have a sibling, but you don't have a family setting. Like mm -hmm. during Christmas, you don't go and sit with a group of of friends or family members and open gifts. It's just you. Mm -hmm. You might not even be opening gifts. So you got a person like that who has something you don't have. And the other one might just be something, we'll say a stripper or something. We'll say, we'll say on, on, we're speaking from a man's point of view. Mm -hmm. So if I got this stripper over here that I'm dating, I got this person who's teaching me stuff. I have this person that 
is a chef or helps me uh, with my uh, my thought process intellectually. And then mm-hmm. I have this person I'm physically attracted to. But the person I'm physically attracted to can't cook. The person that I'm physically, physically attracted to don't got no money. When you're dating multiple people like that, you find something that you like in all of them to where you don't feel like you need to let anyone go. But when this person over here that can't cook make you mad, it's cool. I'm going to go over here and eat good. When the physical attraction person, when, when you ain't thinking sexually, but you know, you're know going through something and you need to hear something more uh, inspirational or intellectual, you're going to the intellectual person. So you find all the things that you need in all these different per- people versus finding the things that you really want or need in one person. Okay. And so over time, I figured that out faster than most people. Mm -hmm. And I just, I started dating one person at a time. And with me dating one person at a time, um, I just was ready for a relationship. I I knew my end goal was I wanted to be married. I wanted to have a family. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the crazy thing is that I've always been attracted to women that already had kids. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't think, I think I dated after after college. I think I dated like maybe one or two females that didn't have kids. Mm-hmm. But the patience level from a person that doesn't have kids is different from a person that does have kids because they have to have patience for their child. Um, but then also they have more patience for a relationship, mm-hmm. and that's another thing that I learned. So um, my wife, uh, excuse me, I met her at Forest Park. Um, Felt like she was very attractive, and, you know, we talked, flirted a little bit, and over the years, you know, she'd be dating somebody, and I'd be single, she'd be, I'd be dating someone, she'd be single, but it just never was a situation where we both were single. Right. Um, so, the time came, and we both were single, and, you know, we started kicking it, and it was just organic. Like, we both enjoyed each other's time, we both, you know, I, I loved her family situation, mm-hmm. um, the way she treated her her kids, mm-hmm. and we just rocked out. Yeah, are kids in your future? Do you um, want something that's actually biologically yours? We're 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 older now. Uh, if it happens, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, if it doesn't, you know, I'm kind of prepared for for if it doesn't happen, it, it doesn't happen. Okay. Um, like I said, my dad was married three times mm-hmm. and nobody none of none of our none of my dad's kids none of my siblings none of us used the word step those are my my brothers and sisters so for my dad he laid that foundation that there isn't a word step that doesn't exist like mm-hmm. this is your this is your brother mm-hmm. so like like i said my my those are my children it's not yeah it's not biological but those are my kids you know what i'm saying like yeah. i don't look at it no different so. I mean, you could not look at it no different, but it's always like the, you know, the thought process to see what your kid would actually look like. What, it, what kind of mannerism would that child get from you? What would that child do that's act like you? Yeah. You know, it's always going to have that in the back of your mind. I, I, I have. I, it's not there now. Um, because with me being a teacher and me seeing the different personalities and all that, mm-hmm. uh, and then the way the world is, you know, like, it's just, it's, it's a... I can give you 10,000 pluses to me having my, my own biological child. And I can give you 10,000 things that I can say, this is why I wouldn't want to bring a child in this world. It is a world now. It's very wicked. I don't understand so, yeah, it. So. so, like, I just, either either way, I'm cool. Like, if my wife tomorrow say, babe, 
we we finna have one. I'm mm-hmm. with it. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. Like we're gonna travel, we're gonna have fun, we're gonna do our family thing. So when it comes down to, you know, marriages or whatnot, what made you say this woman here made me feel like I wanna marry? Like what was the signs that she showed you that said she's marriage material? Uh the way she treat, the way she treats our kids mm-hmm. is special. You know, okay. like it's it's some it's some women that I have dated that when I'm saying, "Hey, let's do something," the the child didn't even exist, and I couldn't rock like that for <laughs> real. Like they they looking for the quickest babysitter, they looking for the quickest way to be able to just have fun. But you know why they do that though, right? Nah, I ain't no woman. Well. <laughs> I think if the father's not as involved, mm-hmm. it automatically like um, they be with the child all the time and they be needing a break from the child or whatnot, and they just be wanting some, you know, adult time. And then you know, most some parents are like that, like they just need some adult time. Now, if you say, "Hey, let's do something with the kids or whatnot," and she says, "I don't want to do nothing with them kids," then you have a different like perspective, perspective yeah. of like, "Oh, wait a minute now." Yeah. I'm trying to, you know, hang with you and the kids. Right. Like, what's going on? So, that's how you should look at it. But you, and, and, you, and, and that's that's good. Like, cause I I never have thought about it like that. Yeah. I'm 38, <laughs> and I ain't never thought about that for real. You sh- yeah, that would be something you could have thought about. Like, you know, it's like a lot of women be needing a break yeah. because they got everything. You even to this day. To this day, I have been around Latoria, and she could have, they daddy could be involved as much as involved. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to the mama before you go to the daddy. Me? I was like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, the mama never really get a break. So, when it. you say, let's go out, oh, bet, let me go get a um, let go babysitter. Get, yeah. Let me go get this so I can have me some adult time. I and I ain't got to worry about no kids. So, I always... Um, if you 38, we're 10 years apart. You made your birthday, yeah. My birthday just passed, March the 11th. Yeah, we're 10 years apart. So I said I'm start having kids at 30. Mm-hmm. But, um, because yeah, I. You can never plan that. That, that. I, so I'm spiritual. Mm-hmm. Love the Lord. Mm-hmm. Great church service today. I mm-hmm. mean, it was amazing. He didn't even, he didn't, he didn't even preach today because it was just, God was in the room. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was amazing. But, all that to say, um, that's gonna be a a trial for you because you you have it set thirty boom that's the number. I say thirty. I always said thirty, but if it happens before then, I'm fine with but it. But what if it happens after? That's fine. I'm not saying I'm not. When I say thirty, I know for a fact because this is my goal that I'm at thirty. I should be straight in whatever I'm doing. What if you're not? I said so, I so, should be. Okay, so. You want to have a child when you're financially stable. Is financially, mentally, you know, uh, emotionally, you know, just what? I want to be in the right situation. That's going to be your trial. I'm going to tell you that now. I don't think so. I think so. Only because um, I'm not in a rush to have children. They're going to come when they come. But I just know I've been saying it for the longest. And I feel like it probably. No, I mean, it's two, it's two ways of looking at it. You, you're manifesting that, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. But I, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you an example of why I say it's gonna be a trial. Mm-hmm. 
one of my close friends make over a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Never made more. Never made that type of money before. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he started making it, um, he started making other plans. Okay, I ain't. I don't have my own house. I, you know, I've never had a vehicle that I bought that was brand new. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to get a brand new vehicle. I want to get a, a, a brand new house, or I want to get get you know put my children in a house. I want to do this. I want to do that. And he had all these goals. Mm-hmm. But then God steps in. Well, I believe mm-hmm. God steps in and says, show me your faith. Mm-hmm. If you don't get those things at that time, how are you going to react? And that and, and that's something that one of my friends is dealing with, yeah. is his reaction, which is good now, but the reaction of if it doesn't happen your way, because you're not on your time. Like, how hey, you say 30, you're not on your time to decide 30. It's not my time. You're right. It's, listen, but I also feel that, you know, if I really wanted a kid right now, I could have a kid. If I really want to have a kid at any time, I could have one, regardless if I'm 50, 60, or whatever, because now technology has changed or whatnot. Oh, but, so you're saying you could pay for one? Yes, yeah. I, yeah, but I'm, yeah, listen, I'm old school. I just know for a fact that they coming. Okay. I feel it. How, how many kids you want? How many you think I want? I'm going to say three. Three? Yeah. I want four. Yeah, even, even. I don't like odd numbers. but um. Oh, Lord. So you you want, you thinking you're going to get two boys and two girls. I didn't say that. But you said even. Yeah, I said I don't like odd numbers. You might want to shoot for six. No. That's, wait, wait that's a minute. Five. Number. I could do five. But that's not even. Five number. can go divide into evening. Five divided by. How does that by. work? Okay, ten divided by two is five. What is it? What is the ten and two? What, what? I'm saying you can divide five in, evenly into stuff. No, you. Can. What's five divided by two? You can't divide that one. It's two and a half, which ain't no half child out here. It is when they're infant. Anyway. Oh my god. I don't listen when it happens. It happens. Okay, okay. I don't have you know. I, I understand your spirituality or whatnot mm-hmm. and. I believe in manifesting stuff, okay. so I feel Me like too. it's going to happen when Me it too. happens. And why my, that's why my season is titled "Unfinished Business" because oh. I'm manifesting a championship. Y'all could win it, you know. My boy playing, you know. Okay, that's I, a special kid. I just yeah, want you to know that. I knew Devontae was special when he was in kindergarten. Yeah. I tell everybody. I told his daddy, and when Devontae was in kindergarten and we had free day on Friday, Devontae be like, "Coach, coach, 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 look, look." I look over there, and you know how kids now, they'll, before the camera, they'll let their friend cross them over and they'll fall and all that because they want to get the views and all. Mm-hmm. Devontae would literally make kids fall over. Like, you ain't playing. He really just killed you. The fact that you call him Devontae, I'm like, who, De- who see, is Devontae? I, and, and that's a whole other thing. <laughs> we talk about a kid that's in fifth grade that has three names. I call On the court, I call him Hill. Uh, I call him Devontae because that's what his name is in, in Infinite Campus at school. Mm-hmm. But then I know that y'all call him Malachi. Malachi. Yeah. So, you know, when I first heard Malachi, I'm like, I don't know no Malachi. They're like, oh, yeah, you know Malachi. Like, I don't know no Malachi. You know Malachi. So, yeah, I do. But it was crazy was like when I first coached him, his mama was like, um, you could put um, Devontae on there. I said, who is Devontae? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. who Devontae is? I never knew his first name. I was like, 
And his name Malachi, yeah. what are you talking about? But the kids, they even get tripped out. That's like, who is Devontae? Yeah. But yeah, I always, you know, I'm going to try my best to do right by him because I feel like he got so much potential along with the rest of the kids. And, you know, I just see how I'm really, like, a part of these kids' life. For like, sure. one of the three kids hit me up uh, Friday night, Coach, you come to my championship game? And I was like, yes. They called me. What championship? Um, they were playing at East Clayton. Not East Clayton. East Point. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. They was playing okay. over there at East Point. And they won the championship, but, you know, it's the fact that they want me there, you know. I know Andre's son was over there. Yeah, they played before, two games before them. Okay. So, it's just, I just feel like, you know. And, and that's big. Like, at this point, when I walk into any gym, mm-hmm. it, like, everybody know me. That's a great feeling. Yeah. That's a great feeling to, to and, and not to be known for, uh, he messing over kids. Cause, yeah. You know, some people be known for messing over kids, so. But to be known for like, oh, that's the first coach I played for. Oh, that's Coach State. No, you know, even some of them, oh, he mean. Like, whatever you know me for, like, the fact that you know me is like, that's a plus. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, it's a great thing, you know. Sometimes I'd be like, I don't know if I want to do it still. For real? Yeah. I never feel like that. Because I feel like I can give so much more to, you know, the world besides just coaching kids. I feel like I could do more than just that. That just came might be my end all, be oh, for all. Sure. I mean, no, it's not like it, it's it's not my end all. Like, as soon as basketball ends, then me and my wife pick up and travel. Like this year, we're going to see Drewski in April in Miami. <laughs> not Drewski. We're going to see Drewski uh, in May. Um, my my fashion designer Mike Sims, one of my close friends, um, he has a fashion show May twentieth in St. Louis. So we we'll are you be gonna out be there. in it? Nah, nah. I, I, I just, I've never missed one of his shows. Mm-hmm. Detroit, St. Louis, um, Dallas, Atlanta, and I think it's one other one that he's had. But this is like exclusively about him. Mm-hmm. So he got to come up with like, I think like you said, like 60 pieces, mm-hmm. when usually it's been like 10 or 20 because he's just a part of a set. Mm-hmm. So like he working right now. Um, but yeah, we're going to see that him in May. Uh, we've been paying for our first, excuse me, family vacation. Mm-hmm. We end up, our last payment on that will be April. So we'll go, we got seven days to go anywhere we want on family vacation. Um, July, we're going to St. Croix. December, we're going to Barbados. And we're going to go different places in between there. But that's a lot already just for one year. So Yeah. You know, but But all that to say... Yeah, like it's more, it's bigger than basketball. It's bigger than just being a coach. Like my end goal for basketball this year is after I'm done with school ball, I'm in GG League. I want to do one AAU tournament just to see how we would do. Mm-hmm. That's it though. I don't want to do I don't want to do a whole season, whole circuit. I don't know. I want to do one tournament, see how we do, grand finale. Yeah, I saw when I came to y'all championship game, I saw some the little third graders or something like that, yeah. and they was balling. I was like, this is what I'm talking about. So, so were- let me tell you what's crazy. Like how you said, people coming to you from other teams, right? Mm-hmm. I ain't, you know this person, but I keep I kept seeing this guy post about his son. Like mm-hmm. he has teams, multiple teams, but he always like I always seem to post about his son. Mm-hmm. And like for me, I I don't like being a part of what my kids are doing because it's about them. So like a lot of times I won't be in the pictures with them and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like this guy only posts like his son's stat line, and so I'm like, dang. And I see the kid with trophies and everything, so I was like. We went 
to the north side. Let me, and I'm gonna, two parts. Mm -hmm. We went to the north side, um, the kids that I'm working with now, because I wanted to build their morale before we got into school ball. I wanted to, I wanted them to know each other, mm -hmm. which is on my time. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like how you talk about time, that's on my time. Um, so that's something I did, and I, I, I really thought that we were going to you know, get beat around a little bit because we were playing high-level high AAU kids. Mm -hmm. And from the north side, like the whole stigma with the north side is that they got trainers. They you know, have one-on-one trainers. They yeah. get all that. Yeah. So I'm like, man, we're going to go over here. We're going to get smacked around a little bit, but we're going to know each other, and then we're going to come back to Clayton County, and we'll be better for it. Mm -hmm. we, we did the smacking. Like we went up there and went 9-1. and one. Mm -hmm. Came in the school ball right now. We five and zero. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's twelve games to make it to the championship, or to finish the championship. So we got seven games, and then we also got uh, GG League that we're in. We two and zero oh over there. Mm -hmm. So like now, the second part of that is this kid I kept seeing win all these trophies. I'm like, dang man, like right now we fourteen and one. Like we we need a challenge again. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking we was gonna get challenged this past weekend, twenty three to three. The best kid on that team. He coming over with us. Well, I ain't asked like that. Like, man, look. <laughs> well, what y'all doing? My son coming there. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. You know, that that's always something, too. Like, you know, parents, they be rooting for their kids, talking about they the best kid and whatnot. Yeah. And then they be the they kid be woe out. So, as we talked about Devontae. Mm -hmm. When Devontae came to my Savage Basketball Camp, uh, I, don't, I think it was during COVID or a little bit before. I don't know, but mm -hmm. he came to one of my camps. And like I told him, because he always would say he can't wait to play martial basketball. Mm -hmm. And so I was telling him, like, I've seen what you do on everybody else's team, on all the rec teams and stuff. I don't need you to do that. Mm -hmm. I need you to make all these kids better so that when you're gone, the legacy continues. The you know the ability to win continues, right? And that's what Jonesboro has. That's what that's what they do is make sure, man. If you go to a Jonesboro game, they have kids that graduated five years ago, ten years ago, seven years ago, twelve years ago. They still come back to watch the games, and after the games, they go into the locker rooms with the players to talk with them about the game. Mm -hmm. That's huge. That's dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so that's like my thing with Devontae. Two or three years ago, I told him, like, I need you to be this person. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Um, the fact that you got into fashion, what made you get into fashion? I've always been in fashion. Um, in, middle, in middle school, high school, I, I, I've always loved fashion. When I was in college, I had all the Air Force Ones, mm -hmm. even the fake ones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they had the Coca-Cola ones that came Not out. the fake ones. The Gushers. Uh, any ones that I could get my hands on, like that was my thing. Then I graduated, um, shoe wise. Uh, we were having homecoming, and I needed a black shoe for this outfit. Like, I knew I was gonna kill this outfit. Mm -hmm. And you know, certain shoes are seasonal, like Air Force Ones are seasonal, mm -hmm. um, or they were at that time. Now, I think you can get them anytime, yeah. But I could not find a black shoe. The only black shoe that was available was an Air Max 95, and it was. Uh, hundred and ninety five dollars. Mm -hmm. I never, I've never paid more than seventy dollars for a pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. So, well, let me. I never more than a hundred at that time. So I went to the store uh, downtown, and I'm seeing them, and I'm like, dang, they 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 cold. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, two hundred dollars. 
I can't afford that. And I spent them $200. I, I came home two weekends in the world from Albany State. And I went and looked at the shoes, and I was like, nah. That last weekend, I said, man, I am. Ain't nothing else came out. I got to get them. I bought them. Mm-hmm. And I had never, uh, up until this point, I had never wore the same pair of shoes in a, in a week. Mm-hmm. I, like, if I put on these these black Air Force Ones, I won't wear them again. If, they, if it's on Monday, I won't wear them again until at least next Monday. When I got them Air Max 95s and black ones. You wear them every day? I wear them for seven days straight. <laughs> seven days straight, I had them on. And then that became my shoe. So I ended up with... with 53 pair Air Max 95s. Mm-hmm. That was my shoe. Uh, then I left from there and I went to Vapor Max. But anyway, with the shoe thing, always had shoes, but uh, and I always had clothes. But then I got into how I could go to Nike and make a custom shoe. Mm-hmm. I wanted my clothes to be fitted. I wanted them to fit me. Mm-hmm. And so um, Mike Sims went to Lovejoy High School and he used to give me praise like, man, you can hoop, you know, da da da. You know, he used to big up me. Mm-hmm. And so. He had on something fresh one day, and I was like, dang, bro, that's hard. Like, where you got that from? He was like, oh, I made it. I'm like, you made it? He was like, yeah, like, I do fashion. Like, I made this. Mm-hmm. I said, bro, you made it. He was like, yeah. So I was like, look, man, I've been in the fashion for a long time, but I've always bought my own stuff. You know, you go, I go to the store. I mm-hmm. said, but I want you to make my clothes. And he was like, say no more. And since then, what is this, 2023? We've been rocking – I want to say 2017, but it might be 2018. Mm-hmm. Been rocking since then. I done spent, we're going to say countless dollars. <laughs> like, I done spent some money with my boy. But yeah. everything quality. Yeah. It's, uh, and I'm quality over quantity. Like, I just can't, I'm quality with everything. The water I drink, mm-hmm. the type of food I eat. Like, I can't, I can't go to Walmart and get my 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 uh, some most of my food because it's so it's bulk it's whole it's it's wholesale like yeah it's I'm just really quality over quantity for real yeah I'm uh I realized you was a shoe person back then but then you know I became well I was already a shoe person I was really Jordans I was into Jordans yeah. heavy um, when I was a kid. I just now decided to get into um, Air Force Ones all white ones. Okay. I got to get at least a pair a year. So One pair a year. That's what Mike. Mike, he had a thing. Just <coughs> excuse me. Only Air Force Ones, and only white ones. Mm-hmm. Like that's all he would wear. Like now he, you know, he do different stuff now. But that was his thing too. Well, like where that come from? Where it came from yeah. with the Jordans? No, the Air Force One thing. Now I don't know. Just you know, um, this time we get older. Cause you know, I'm from Louisiana. We wore uh, Reeboks, yeah. yeah, the classics. We mm-hmm. wore them white ones. And Mardi Gras, we had the white ones. Yeah. And, then, you know, that they was just... do that? Nah. Okay. <laughs> Time has changed. Okay. They don't do it no more. People don't even wear Reeboks like that no okay. more. But um, I was just so against Air Force Ones because Air Force Ones was, like, to me, related to Atlanta. And I'm not mm. from Atlanta, so I'm like, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to be wearing no Air Force. I never heard of that before. I feel like it to me, because every time I, when I first moved here, it's so many people wearing Air Force Ones, mm. and then them uh, baby nates kind of look like Air Force Ones. So, and then when I got to high school, they was wearing them. Uh, I call them G Nikes, the high top um, Air Forces. They was wearing them. Okay. And um where'd G Night come from? That's just something we say in Louisiana. Okay. I never heard of that. Okay. <laughs> That's learning, something we I'm say learning. um in Louisiana, but um that's wearing them. 
and then I saw the low ones. So about I say two years ago, I decided to wear some low ones, and it go with everything. Like literally, you could put it like you could put them Air Forces and go with everything. But now I save it because I'm like it don't it goes with everything, but everything it don't go with everything. What if that mean? makes sense. Like for example, I can have on this right here. Uh-huh. It go together. Okay. Because. I got this white on okay. right here, and then I can wear the shoes with it, right? Okay. But if I wear some black shoes, I got some black jeans, and like let's just say a different color shirt. It just I will wear some red shoes or okay. something else I other than the white yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Like just change it up a little bit. So two parts. Mm-hmm. The first is um, I never thought about. Air Force Ones as it pertains to Atlanta, but that's how big music is in the world because mm-hmm. immediately when you said Air Force Ones, the generation gap between us, I'm hearing, give me You talking about Nelly, yeah. So I'm thinking St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you do have Jeezy that, you know, with his Air Force One thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, uh, it makes sense. Yeah. Second part, um, I never bought a pair of Jordans until maybe January. In my life, mm-hmm. I never bought one. My wife, uh, because I like Vapor Max, I was buying my wife Vapor Max. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, lo- I love the match. Mm-hmm. Corny to some people, love it. Nah, I guess because I don't really care what other people think. So, my Vapor Max is 200. Her Vapor Max is 200. 400 dollars, oh my God. But then my wife informed me, informed me, that she loves Jordan ones, so oh, I was yeah, like, them hard. So I'm like, I go in the store, I'm like, ninety nine dollars. Give me two of them. So then I was like, you know, let me let me try them. I bought me some to match hers, mm-hmm. and I like them. Mm-hmm. So I got like three or four pair now, and they cheaper than my Vapor Max. But then another thing I learned about myself at thirty seven. Mm-hmm is I'm flat-footed. Mm-hmm. So all these shoes, all these years that I've been getting, uh, I left out phone posits. I had a lot of those. Been hurting oh, my yeah. feet, killing my feet. And I'm flat-footed. Mm-hmm. So the Jordan 1's perfect for me because they made for people with flat feet. Yeah. I love Jordans. Like, I used to get the, um, I got Concords. I got the um, the black ones, and then I got the red ones. I ain't getting like, all I'm that. Like, I'm, I'm a Jordan person. I ain't getting all that. But I'm, I'm not getting the ones. Them That's ones it. hard too, and they come in different colors. Now I don't like that the dunks coming out. Yeah, like they them. almost look the same. They almost, but but another thing that I've got into because I like exclusive stuff that everybody can't get mm-hmm. is Sia, black owned. So my clothes and I was you know my whole thing this year is like like man, my clothes is all black owned except for Nike. Mm-hmm. I don't have nothing. I have nothing in my closet outside of church clothes mm-hmm. that is. Not black owned except for Nike, mm-hmm. and I ain't giving up Nike. I, it's just not gonna happen. Um, <laughs> and they support us. They supported Kaepernick. You know what I'm saying? They did the, the little situation. I know the little situation with Kyrie, but then they did bring another black brother in. Hey, I just we'll we'll let that be what it is. But I mean, I still it's just too hard to let go Nike it, at know, this point. Uh, um, but Nike. Sia mm-hmm. is somewhere in America. 
it's black owned. And a guy was telling me, like I seen him post about it because um, Montrez Harrell mm-hmm. had some shoes made by him, and the guy kept pushing everybody. He's like, man, y'all need to, y'all, y'all go buy Jordan shoes, but you won't go mon- buy Montrez shoe, man. Y'all some suckers. And I just didn't like how he was so aggressive about calling people out for not supporting Montrez shoe mm-hmm. because Montrez is not Jordan, mm-hmm. but Montrez shoe costs more than Jordan. So you can't be upset with people saying, hey, you'll go buy Jordans, but you won't buy this. Well, they're going to buy Jordans because they're 200 but Montrez shoe is 300 And that's a difference. Who's so, Montrez, though? Montrez Harrell. He played he? for North Carolina State um, in, high, in college. He's been a Laker. Um, he, played for, he played for the Clippers. I don't know who he played for now. He's coming off the bench. But Montrez was real good. Uh-huh. Um, you got to go to ABL. You ever been oh, to ABL? No. I, um, no. I'll be wanting to go to one of their games to see what it's all about. I want to go to one of them. Best basketball in the city, hands down. Because you got to think, guys are coming home over the summer, Mm -hmm. and their overseas players, all they do is play basketball. Mm -hmm. Then you got some NBA players in there. And, of course, the overseas dude is is side-eyeing the guy from the NBA like, I kill you. You mm-hmm. ain't really as good as you think you is. Mm-hmm. And the NBA guys like I can't let him kill me. So it's just great basketball. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know times has changed. Though. NBA has changed. So overseas they probably still playing like regular. And NBA is over here getting a little more fancy to me. They getting a little girly. Oh, man, they got these fake fights in the NBA right now. It's just annoying. Like I can o- open the phone up. I can close it right back. Cause it just. Like, you never see a real punch thrown. It's like wrestling. Like, <laughs> NBA has turned into WWE. Like, you see somebody get grabbed around their throat real quick, and then it's done. Yeah. But no real punches ever thrown. It ain't It ain't when uh, – I ain't going to say that. You know, it, it's a few NBA players that got that work. This is y'all favorite NBA players. Oh, I so. can only imagine. <laughs> anyway, before we uh, decide to end, do you got anything else you want to address? Uh, oh, you want to let off on your chest? No, uh, this has been a great interview. Oh. Great interview, very, very uh, professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't have anything. I think we talked about everything. Uh, you watching kids prosper and grow. I'm watching kids yeah. prosper and grow. I think I, that's, um, that's the greatest yeah. part. I wish you the best with the kids, cause you know I know it's a lot of work. Yeah, sure. it's a lot of work, patience involved. And a lot of um, tedious things as far as, like, dealing with the parents and, you know, stuff like that. And people don't really show gratitude towards the coaches or whatnot, mm. but. You experience that, too? Yeah, they be mm. having the nerve. I be like, <laughs> yeah. okay. But we ain't going to talk about these yeah, people. Yeah, not. But um, that's off camera action. I don't know if I ever told you, but I appreciate you giving me pizza. I thought I was balling that pizza. I really did. I was like, man, I thought I was balling because I was getting money. I was on the schedule. <laughs> Put me on the schedule. I really thought I was balling. I was like, man, uh, you couldn't yeah. tell me nothing. But um, yeah, Pizza Hut. You know, I got connections from Pizza Hut. That's you know. I see y'all be taking trips and stuff. Like that's what I'm saying. I don't. It's a lot of people that I don't have to speak to. That I know they're doing good and that make me happy. Mm-hmm. You know, when you took your first trip out of out of the country, I was proud of you. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. there's still people to this day that I know. One one of my friends, we're going to end this, but one of my friends just bought, my wife got a Camry. So I know that that car is $34,000. Mm-hmm. He bought one $34,000 cash and has never been out of 285. 
Yeah. That's also another reason why I travel with AU. I get the kids outside. Yeah. They got to see outside Clayton yeah. County or whatnot. Yeah. But I just want to say thank you for, sure. for uh, coming on the show today. I appreciate you. Um, you yeah, A lot of people I got in connect with you from um, Forest Park, Rick, and uh, Pizza Hut. So <laughs> Pizza Hut is real deep. Like, it don't make no sense. But um, you want to. Yeah. Um, Tell them your Instagram or anything you want uh, them to follow. Savages Basketball um, is my Instagram. That's all I really use. My personal one, I don't really put it out because I ain't going to add you if I don't know you. <laughs> I'm just being real. You know, like, I got a Facebook. People send requests every day. I, I really don't be on there. So if I add you, it's a waste of time because mm-hmm. I don't be on it. So I just really just – Savages Basketball, 2018. Savage Basketball on – um, Instagram, y'all follow that. This your girl Lady J, and I'm peace to you. Ooh. All right.